Welcome to the audio podcast of The Father's House. We hope and pray you are both challenged and encouraged by this time in the Word. Come on, so glad you're with us in the house today. You can be seated. Uh, I'm going to be bringing the Word today. My name is Pastor Angelo. It's my wife, Brittany, earlier. And we're just so glad you're with us today for this special Christmas Eve service. Come on, it is a great day in the house. We've got candlelight, battery-operated, uh, later in the service, and uh, in the first service, it was just an amazing time, and uh, I know we're going to have a great rest of the day together, so so glad you're here. Listen, if you're new and joining us today, we're kind of jumping in at the end of the series. This is our last week. We've been in a series titled, He Will Be Called, His Name Shall Be Called, and we've been talking, discussing uh, different names, specifically the ones that uh, Vince mentioned in the prophecy of Isaiah, which was written actually about 750 years prior to Jesus being born and coming on the scene. And each of these names that we've been talking about, there's over a hundred names of God uh, referenced in the Bible. And each one of these names carries with it great significance. It's the essence of who God is, his character, his nature, and his power. And if you don't know, let me tell you, there is power in his name. In the name of Jesus, the word of God says, demons flee, they scatter just at the mention of his name. Now, at the time before Jesus came on the scene, the people were living in a, in a time of spiritual darkness. God's people had turned away from his instruction, and instead they followed their own path, and they made up different idols and different ideas of who God was, and their minds became dark and confused. There was utter darkness over the land. Now, there's a theme throughout Scripture, a theme throughout the Word of God in the Bible, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, that any time that God is absent from the scene as people believe him to be or as they turn from him, any time when people turn from him and God is absent, there is chaos, there is destruction, there is darkness, and there is spiritual uncertainty. That's true of any nation, any country, any people group, or any individual. If you're far from God, there could be a darkness that we don't even know sometimes is there. So at the time of this prophecy that was given, Israel, God's people, they were in a time of spiritual darkness and chaos that was self-imposed as they chose to go their own way and turn from God. And they were overcome by this consistent spiritual darkness. But there was and there is hope. The Bible says in that same scripture, Isaiah, nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in that land of deep darkness, a light will shine. God at just the right time sent his one and only son for you and for me. That is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's read this scripture together. It's in Isaiah chapter 9. Use your voices and help me read this. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. <laughs> Oh, 
of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Amen. Or a giggle, if you like, from the front row, too. Come on, that is who we are talking about. That is the light in the darkness. The son, the child that is born is Jesus Christ who walked this earth. He became flesh. God became man so that he knows everything you go through, every temptation, every challenge. He can be empathetic to your situation because he created you and he became human so that he would die perfect, sinless man to be the sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, the Bible says, in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. All of God, the fullness of God in a human body, that is Jesus Christ. Friends, if you're here today and you want to know God, if you're seeking to understand who God is, then you have to know Jesus. You have to know Jesus Christ. You cannot know God outside of Jesus Christ. He is the only way, the truth, and the life. That is the truth of God's word. Now, today, as we conclude this series, at the end of the year, the last title is the one that I'm going to be speaking and sharing for just a few minutes about today, and it is the Prince of Peace, that this Savior to come, this Messiah, 750 years before he came to the earth, he was known to be the Prince of Peace. Now, I don't know about you, but I think this is going to be helpful for all of us to know that the Prince of Peace is... Jesus Christ, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in our world, in our city, in our country. I mean, I, we could use some peace, even in our own lives, and our own thoughts, and things that we go through. We need some peace. Now, the original Hebrew in which the text was written that Isaiah prophesied, Prince of Peace, is in the Hebrew, Sar Shalom. Can you say Sar Shalom with me? It just sounds cool when you say it. I like we're learning a little bit of Hebrew this morning. Sar Shalom. Now, Sar is prince. Sar means like the commander, the, the lord of lords, the ruler of rulers, the, the general, the, the captain, the chief. And Shalom, Shalom's maybe you've heard it before. It's, uh, it means peace. It's kind of like the Hebrew version of Aloha. You know, it comes with it a, a great, you know, deep and spiritual meaning. It's more than just peace. It means safety, health, friendship, tranquility, completeness, wholeness, and my personal favorite, an absence of strife an absence of bitter disagreement, an absence of conflict. You know, there's so many things in our life, in our world, that can cause strife, money problems, career thoughts, relationships, whose house you're going to spend Christmas at. All these things can produce strife, but shalom means perfect peace, lacking nothing. So Jesus, the fullness of God, is Sar, or is the highest authority of Shalom. 
the highest authority of the greatest peace. That is Jesus Christ. Now, if we used some of these words, we could come up with very accurate titles of what else the Prince of Peace could be. So the highest authority of greatest peace, yes. The captain of completeness, the chief of safe safety health that sounds more like a government position for uh, hospitals so that's okay because he is our healer amen the ruler of rest and tranquility i like that the highest official of harmony the commander of wholeness and the general of an absence of chaos and confusion that's a long title there but that comes with it some pretty good strength listen 23 has been a year. We're about to go into 2024. I don't know about you guys, but I want this guy in my corner. I need this guy helping me along the way as we go into a new year. But here's the big takeaway. If there's one thing you take home today and ponder and, and, and consider, it's this. Jesus is the highest authority of peace, and his presence in your life creates an absence of chaos and confusion. One day, Jesus was having a power nap on the boat. Buddies had finished fishing. They're traveling to the other side. He wakes up from a nap. All the disciples are panicked because there's a huge storm. There's the wind and the waves raging. The boat's about to sink. And the disciples wake up Jesus from his nap. And what are we going to do? We're going to die. Ah! And Jesus says, peace. Aloha. No, it was peace. <laughs> Be still. And the disciples are amazed. The storm calms and there's peace. And they said, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Why? Because he is the author and finisher of peace. You know, heaven is described as a place of permanent peace. That from the throne of God, there's a river of living water. This is calm and clear as a sea of glass, like crystal. You see, there's no fear, there's no chaos, there's no anxiety or worry about the future when you are in God's presence. There's wholeness, tranquility, and peace. You see, there's a peace that comes from God that we are designed for, and that ultimately takes place when we are in relationship with God through Jesus Christ, when we're at peace with God. How about, I don't know about you guys, but we're all just looking for some peace of mind, aren't we? There's a lot going on. Maybe you're just limping across the finish line of this year. Work's been crazy. Job's been crazy. Finances tight. Then you got Christmas on top of that. And you're just like, I just want this year to be over. I just want to get to the holidays so I can just rest and I can just relax and I can just recharge and just have some hope for what's going to happen. Maybe things will be a bit different this you know, coming year. Now, maybe there's different things that you do, you know, throughout the year to try and find some peace or relaxation, you know, temporary things, but still, they can be nice. Maybe you go to the mountains for a hike or a bike ride or fly away to some beach somewhere or just to feel like, <sighs> just rest, quiet, stillness and tranquility. Well, I've experienced this recently in my own life I was uh I was online on Kijiji and uh I saw an ad that said free hot tub and the two important I guess technically three words stuck out to me one is free 
and the second was hot tub. <laughs> so I clicked on the ad, and uh, now normally, when you have a free hot tub advertised online, it means, is there anyone out there on the internet that's naive enough to think this thing works that can pick it up for me and take it to the landfill so that I don't have to borrow my buddy's truck and do that? <laughs> well, uh, unbeknownst to him, I, I am naive enough, and I happen to have a few friends that are naive enough to join me on this journey. And uh, by the grace of God, uh, the hot tub is sitting in my backyard and it's functional, it's working. <laughs> Gets up to like 104 degrees. I mean, it's too hot for me. This is a holy hot tub. The Lord just provided it, free hot tub. And now I'm sitting in this soccer soaking and looking up at the stars late at night. <laughs> and I'm just at peace, man. Like I'm just, it's just so tranquil. It's so good. The jets run for a few minutes and then all of a sudden the water just stops and it's just me and the Lord staring up at the stars. And I'm like, God, you're so good. You know, he cares even about those little things in your life. I, I couldn't afford it, but guess who can? God can. And he opened up that wonderful hot water to me and my family, which we are very thankful. My, my wife isn't necessarily as big of a hot tub enthusiast as I am, but there's still peace that comes from it in your life as well, because there's an absence of strife when myself and the kids aren't in the house. We're hanging out in the hot tub and mom gets some time alone. So it's been a, a true gift for the whole family. I, I don't know what it is for you. Whatever it is, we get these momentary, temporary moments of just this tranquility and peace. But how do we do this every day? How do we live on this earth, on this planet, with all the chaos and spiritual darkness going on all around us, the confusion and the uncertainty and insecurity? How can we live a consistent life of peace? Well, I believe that that is through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to give you three practical takeaways of how God has designed you and he wants you to enjoy the peace that comes through Jesus Christ. So there are three practical ideas of this peace. The first is spiritual peace, and then internal peace, and relational peace. So spiritual peace, internal peace, and relational peace. So first one is spiritual peace. This is summed up for me in the song, it is well with my soul that you have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. That you know that you are saved, that eternity is real, that heaven and hell are real, but that you have security in the words and the person of Jesus Christ that you are saved. That is the free gift of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter five, it says, therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because Jesus died on the cross and rose again, we have peace with God. And that settles deep inside of us in our very soul and spirit man to know that we are united with Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. That is how we live with peace every day. You can live with this gift every day because peace 
is a person. Peace is the person of Jesus Christ. It's that gift of salvation that you can do nothing to earn. It is a free gift for those who will accept it. Those who will by faith believe that God sent his son for you, not to condemn the world, but to save you. That's the love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even when the storms and the winds come and the boat is getting filled up with water, you have Jesus with you in the boat. Now, the next is internal peace. This is, maybe you get asked, oh, how's it going? You're like, oh, yeah, it's doing really good. <laughs> it's doing just fine. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just got real fast for a second. This, this is like that, no, how are you really doing? How's it going on the inside? Not just a, oh, yeah, things are good. No, how's it really going? Or is the inside of you a place of shalom, a, a, a place of tranquility, and a, and a, and a place of peace? Or maybe you're feeling like, man, there's just a storm raging. I feel the waves and the wind and the confusion all around me. Well, let me just tell you, wherever you are, wherever you're at with your walk with the Lord, know that he loves you. That whether you've been a believer since you were a baby, or maybe you say, ah, I'm not really walking with the Lord right now. Wherever you're at, that we go through challenges and trials, and we go through periods of darkness in our life because that is the, the world that we live in. But Jesus himself said, fear not. He said, in this world, you will, he promised, you will have troubles, trials, challenges of many kinds. I don't even want to spend too much time thinking about that. But guess what he said? Fear not, for I, Jesus Christ, have overcome the world that everything you go through, he knows just what you're going through and he will walk with you, he will carry you, he will stabilize you and he will lead you through the storm and give you a peace that you cannot understand. Even when things are not adding up and you're looking at the budget, you're like, God, I don't know what we're gonna do. Or you're in a relationship, they said something like this and you're like, I don't know how we're gonna even recover from this. God gives us a peace that is beyond anything we can understand. He says this in Philippians chapter four. He says, don't worry about anything. He says, instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So here are the first two words of that scripture. It says, don't Worry. Be happy. Thank you. Come on. No, that's that wasn't in the Bible. But it, but don't worry is he says don't worry about anything. Maybe I'll ask the band to come up just so they keep me from singing again. He says don't worry. So let me just give you some. Free counseling advice. This might cost you hundreds of dollars in a, if you sat down with a, a counselor. And I'm not necessarily uh, uh, certified. So you don't have to pay anything, but this is free. So when you're worrying, here's what you do. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. Don't worry. Instead... <laughs> Pray about it. Pray about everything. You know those thoughts that 
blindside you on some idle Tuesday morning, you're waking up and then it's like, oh, what about this? And all of a sudden it starts overwhelming your mind, you're thinking about it, and you're going over and over and you're considering all these possibilities and how this person's gonna, and how that's gonna happen and what are you gonna do here? Jeez, you're not even dressed yet and your mind is like a thousand miles. I mean, are anyone else in the room or just me? So what do you do? You stop and you pray. You, 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 you share it with your creator, with your heavenly father who loves you so much, who wants to walk with you through life. And this is for anyone and everyone. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus is the high priest. Jesus is the way to our heavenly father, to God. There is no man on earth that you need to go to. You don't need to go to a priest. You don't need to go to a pastor. And those things, pastoring, that's great. But you have direct access to God through the person of Jesus Christ, that he is our high priest and he intercedes and he prays for you. Whatever you're going through in life, it's not a fancy prayer. It's just like, God, I just want to present this to you. I'm going through this. And all of a sudden, the perspective changes. And you think, wow, if God's for me, then this thing that feels against me, it will not prosper. This attack of the enemy will not thrive. That I'm chosen by God, and he has given me a hope and a future. And all of a sudden, you're thanking God for all he has done. You're thanking him in advance for the things he will do in your life because you're experiencing the peace that passes all understanding. So now you're living with spiritual peace and internal peace. And the last one is relational peace. Relational peace is what's on the inside of you. If you have peace with God, then his peace is on the inside of you. So when some bozo at Costco hits your heels with a shopping cart, you can just stay. Shalom, brother. It's all good. Merry Christmas. You have something within you that's stronger than the outside circumstances or the things that happen to you on the outside. It's the living water, the Bible calls it. Peace with God, living water that bubbles up within you and it gets to a point and then it just comes out of you because whatever is inside of you will come on the external. That is why Jesus said that you'll know his true followers. You'll know genuine believers by their fruit, by the fruit in their life. Colossians says, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace with each other and always be thankful. You see, God wants you to live in peace and in community with other people. It's when we hand over the controls to him, we ask him into our hearts, we let the Prince of Peace dwell within us, that we can be in community with other people as iron sharpens iron and walk together. That is the church, the call out, call together, the people of God coming together and worshiping him and learning more about him. See, your spirit as a follower of Jesus is joined with God's spirit. And so now whatever distractions, despair, death, 
discouragement, depression, whatever grief or sadness that you go through as the waves and the winds of life try to knock you down day after day, that you have a hope within you that is a firm foundation that is through the person of Jesus Christ, that you are made right with him, a hope within you that gives you joy and peace on the inside. Now, if you are here today and you don't have that shalom, you don't have that peace within you, you can. It is not difficult. You don't have to understand everything. That's why it's called faith. It's belief in the unseen. Now, there's, I mean, all kinds of historical evidence of the person of Jesus Christ, but you have to make a decision for yourself. Do, did he really come to this earth, which is proven? Did he really die, which is proven? Did he really rise again, which is proven? But can you believe it? Will you allow the Prince of Peace to rule and reign in your hearts? And all you have to do is simply invite him in, open the door and say, please come in. I recognize I need you. It's not difficult. It's not complicated. You simply say, Lord, I'm yours. I give you my life. I believe it in my heart. I don't understand it all, but I believe you're God. You confess it with your lips. And you're saved. You're, you're added to heaven. You'll be forever in peace and union with the living God who created you, who loves you so much. If you're here today and maybe you, you, you sense this spiritual darkness or uh, this uncertainty or insecurity or fear and there's all sorts of chaos going on in your life right now or maybe you're carrying burdens that you weren't designed to carry i believe if jesus was to just show up right here and stand in front of you that he might repeat these words that he shared over two thousand years ago in matthew chapter 11 jesus said come to me all you who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, peace and refreshing for your souls, your mind, your will, your emotions on the inside. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble at heart and you will find rest, peace and renewal for your souls. That's the invitation of the good news of Jesus Christ, that wherever you're at right now with God, that you can come to him, that he's inviting you, he's calling you, he's saying, come to me, put on my yoke, it's easy to bear, follow me, commit to relationship with me, and be with me. The key is that you don't do this alone. You can't be a Christian, a part of his bride. You can't be a Christian away from his bride, the church. You can't have a relationship. It's just me and Jesus. It's not biblical. So if, I encourage you, if, if you don't have a home church, if you're not part of a healthy local church, you need to be. I encourage you not to do this alone because the enemy, he wants you isolated. He wants you away from other people who are gonna sharpen you, who are gonna encourage you, who are gonna uh, speak into your life and you're gonna be inspired by the word of God. 
So if you're not part of a home church, I encourage you, I invite you, you can be a part of our church. You can be a part of the Father's house. If you don't have a pastor, everybody needs a pastor. I'd love to be yours. But we wanna see you live with God's peace as we head into a new year. And we don't do it alone, we do it together. Now earlier we read about a time of confusion and, and darkness that was over the land of Israel. Now often in our lives when we can't see God working, we think, oh, either he doesn't exist or he doesn't care or he's too busy running the universe just to deal with little old me. But perhaps even in our own darkness and confusion, whether or not it's self-imposed or external circumstances that come upon us, what if God is working behind the scenes, getting ready to interrupt my darkness with his light, to invade my confusion with his peace? In the very beginning, when all was shrouded in darkness and silence, God spoke, and there was light. Long before the creation of the blazing suns and brilliant stars, this light shone, unwavering and uncontested by the darkness, for its source was found in the Creator God Himself. And in this light, all creation sprang into being and lived in peace and harmony. In this light is the very life of humanity. But then, the chaos of sin tore through the hearts of man. It twisted and tormented us. And rather than exposing our wretchedness in God's light, we instead chose darkness. In his boundless love, God pursued us through the ages, always seeking to restore us back to the peace that comes by standing in the light of his presence. He sent his word and worked wonders and miracles to free us from the tyranny and chaos of sin. But each time his light shone, we ran further into darkness until it seemed we had run too far. For the span of 400 years, the prophets went silent. The miracles ceased. Peace was a distant memory. We stumbled about aimlessly in a darkness of our own making. The light, it seemed, had gone out. But even the darkness could not comprehend what God was planning. History reveals that while he was silent, he was not idle. The Babylonians dispersed the people of God and spread them throughout the known world. This would one day lead to God-fearing, gospel-preaching communities and houses of worship in every nation. The Greeks instituted a common language, and the Old Testament was translated from Hebrew into Greek and Aramaic, so Gentiles everywhere could hear and respond to the gospel. The Romans created paved roads which expedited travel and helped news spread quickly to people everywhere. These would become the very pathways that would carry the light of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Then, one night, a star lit the dark sky and guided its seekers to a place of humble obscurity, the town of Bethlehem. And into mankind's slavery to sin and chaos, the Prince of Peace was sent into a world once more shrouded in darkness, the light that shone before creation was born. Amen. Well, just as we remain standing before we end this service, I just want to take these remaining few moments that we have in this atmosphere, in this, in this space together today. 
And if you maybe just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. The Lord has, has brought each and every one of us here today. Maybe as we listen to the word of God, we worship Jesus, you're sensing in your heart that the Lord's speaking to you. And right now, I just want you to ask God, between you and the Lord, God, what do you want from me? Just we eliminate any distractions and our eyes are closed. Say, God, what do you want from me? You know, the creator of the universe, creator of you, loves you. God is not mad at you. He loves you. That's why he sent Jesus, the reason we celebrate this season today. But God will not force himself upon you. God invites you in. He says, come to me. He says to you this morning, come to me. If you're here today and, and you don't know where you're at with God, you, you really don't know where you stand with him, well, I want to make an invitation for you to be sure. Today you can do that. You can invite the Prince of Peace to rule and reign in your heart. He loves you so much. So if that's you today, with every eye closed, would you just, in the next few moments, just make eye contact with me, maybe just raise a hand as our eyes are closed. I'm not gonna call you up, I'm not gonna move you forward. Just wanna know who we're praying for today. If you just say, I want the Prince of Peace in my life. I want Jesus Christ to rule and reign in my life. If that's you today, would you just pop your hand up real quick on the count of one, two, three, amen. Anyone else? Amen. See that hand. Anyone else? Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. See the hand. Yeah. Praise God. Church, would you pray with me together? Dear Lord Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my wrongdoings, the times when I've gone astray. Right now, I make a decision to return to you. Jesus, I give you my life. Fill me with the Prince of Peace. Fill me with your love. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, amen, church. Can we give a round of applause and celebrate today with the people who have gone public with their faith, given their lives to Jesus Christ. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you can do to earn it. God freely gives it to you. You just need to say yes. So thank you for those of you that did. All of heaven, all the angels celebrate this morning when one is added, two is added, three are added to the house of God forever. So listen, church, we're so glad that you're here today. If this was your first time or you're visiting, welcome. We will not be here next week, though, so you can come back, but in the new year, because... Next week is at Church at Home, so you can join us online only, not in the building, online only, Facebook and YouTube at 9 and 11 a.m. Um, we'll have a quick worship service yeah. and message together, and it'll be a great time together at home. Pastor Dave, Pastor Ryan, myself, we're all going to be on the stream. So it's going to be an amazing time as we set up what God is doing, what we believe for in the year ahead, 2024. And we're also going to spend some time in reflection as well. So make sure you catch us online. And I smell something cooking. On your way out today, <laughs> grab a hot chocolate, grab some cookies, a treat, and get in.
Christmas. We love you guys so much. Be blessed. Enjoy your time with family. Have a great day. Merry Christmas.